0: Well, it's been an amazing journey, a fascinating one, where we've seen direction, we've seen correction, we've seen our disciplines when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how the church is to be ran, what the resurrection is all about. Well, today we finish up our look at 1 Corinthians, We're in chapter 16, a message simply entitled Conclusion. It is a look, as Paul wraps up, at what the church should be all about what is the heart of our mission? Why do we exist? Well, that's what we're exploring today. We invite you to join us. This is Study Verse by Verse from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno and online at highlands.us. Here's our teacher and pastor now as we wrap up First Corinthians, Pastor Leighton Sheely in chapter 16. It wasn't too many weeks ago. I got a call from somebody
1: that was a member of this church in 2003. And at that time, he was out of work. He lost his job. He had lost his marriage. He lost his family. He lost his home. He had the utilities shut down. There was no heat in the house. There was no, uh, no, no hot water. Uh, he came to church because he heard that we give free coffee and pastries. Marketing team, make a note of that, okay? Well, when he was here, he got involved and he got into a small group and the small group found out what kind of condition that he was in. And so that small group supported him and his family for five months. Sometimes he'd come home after looking for a job without success and there was a bag of groceries sitting on his porch. And uh, it was uh, a transformational time in his life as he saw the love of Christ in action by fellow church members. Um, by the way... Uh, He's planning on going into the ministry. He's going into ministry. And, uh, you know, it it was so great to hear from him. It was an encouragement to me that that God is at work in us uh, as a family here. Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Well, the word rest in that passage is the word refreshed in this passage. So to help carry someone else's burdens is to refresh them. These men refreshed Paul. They helped carry his burdens. And to refresh someone is to act like Jesus. Then Paul gives his customary letter closing, verse 19. The churches here in the province of Asia send greetings to the Lord, in the the Lord, as do Aquila and Priscilla and all the others who gather in their home for church meetings. All the brothers and sisters here send greetings to you. you know, he had a tendency to send greetings from whatever church he was uh, at. And here he includes Aquila and Priscilla and the church that meets at their house. You see, in those days, the church didn't have church buildings. First off, there were waves of times of persecution, and Christianity had not uh, been legalized. Um, and, and, and they met in private homes. And uh, wherever Aquila and Priscilla went, their home became the local church. We know that because they moved a lot, because they were with Paul often in his mi- mi- missions work. And, uh, and there's many references in the scripture. For instance, when they're in Rome, Paul sends greetings to them and to the church that is in their house. That's found in Romans 16. And then when he writes from Ephesus, he sends greetings from them and from the church that is in their house. These wonderful people made their homes the center of Christian activity, the the church, wherever it was that they, they were. Now, I also want to make one more observation for you, and that is Paul here puts Aquila, the man, before Priscilla. And that's not customary because when you look elsewhere, such as in Romans chapter 16, 2 Timothy 4, and Acts 18, Paul writes Priscilla's name first. And uh, the scholars think this may have been to subtly reprimand the feminists who were very active in the church at Corinth. So you need to make sure that you get things in the right order. Then Paul says, greet each other with Christian love. That's how the New Living Translation translates it. Uh, The King James translated, greet each other with a holy kiss. This is a customary greeting. Uh, It came from the Jewish culture, and as Gentiles came into the church, they accepted it. By the way, when we look through scriptures, and they, they talk about kissing, it's only used in the romantic sense Uh, as between a man and woman twice, once in Proverbs chapter 7 and the other in Song of Solomon chapter 4. All of the other references have to do with a brotherly uh, expression of affection. It's what a hug would be today. And uh, so people who come to Highlands quickly learn that we're a hugging church. You know, why? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, it's biblical. Okay? Number two, we really do like each other. When we find somebody we don't like, we send them to the Baptist church. I'm kidding. Check my calendar. It's pick on Baptist Day. I'm kidding. So it's a biblical greeting. And then he writes in verse 21, Here's my greeting in my own handwriting. Paul. Now, his letters were probably dictated through an assistant, and it was probably Sosthenes who is mentioned in the book of Acts. Uh, Subsequent copies would have been made by the hands of volunteers, but Paul affixed his personal signature uh, to make sure that when this letter was sent, the recipients knew that it really was Paul. Now, part of the reason for this may have been that there there were letters that were going around that claimed to be from Paul that actually weren't. We know that from Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2. And so he verified that he indeed was the author of this letter. And then he says, if anyone does not love the Lord, that person is cursed. Anathema. Um, That's a strong statement. But understand this uh, context. To know Christ is to love Christ. As we get to know Christ, we can't help but fall farther and farther in love with Christ if someone is hanging around a church and they're not growing in their knowledge of Christ and their love for Christ, they must be here for some other reason. And Paul indicates that there were some who were in that church who may have been there for some other reason. It might have been to expand their Amway business. Again, I'm picking on Amway. I'm sorry about that. It's getting late in the morning, so... But there, there, might, there are people who come to church, and they really don't come there to learn about Jesus and to grow in their, and their love and knowledge of Jesus. They come there for other, some other reason. And such a person doesn't abide in the teaching of Christ, doesn't have God, and should not be received into Christian fellowship. They should be considered accursed, anathema, devoted to destruction. They're not there for the right reason. And then in verse 22, he says, Our Lord, come. In the original language, it was an expression in Aramaic, uh, Maranatha. And uh, it was uh, two things. It was an appeal for the Lord to come and discipline those who were in the church for the wrong reasons and to ask, ask the Lord to take them out of the church before they did any more harm. But it was also a reminder of the soon return of Jesus, that Jesus was coming again. And those people needed to be reminded of that. Because they were going through a form of persecution. In fact, the persecution ramped up under Nero in 64 AD. That was only a few years after Jesus went to Calvary's cross. They needed to be reminded that Jesus Christ was coming in because times were difficult. Folks, we are living in difficult times. And it doesn't look like it's going to get easier anytime soon. We've got natural disasters that are occurring with greater frequency and magnitude. For the first time in the history of mankind, we are poised for a global economic meltdown, like one described in the book of Revelation. We've got dictators in Iran and Korea that are threatening the unleashing of nuclear warheads anytime. Uh, This is difficult times. And by the way, when Iraq had a nuclear reactor, Israel went in and shut it down. Iran is pretty close to getting their situation online, and we wouldn't put it past Israel to go in and make sure it didn't happen. But there's a complication. For the first time since before Jesus Christ walked this earth, for the first time in more than 2,500 years, there is a treaty between Iran and Russia. A defense treaty. So if Israel does that, Russia may come into the Middle East. And that should elicit thoughts of Gog and Magog, for those of us who know the scriptures. What I'm saying is, is there are all kinds of signs around us that are no surprise to God. And they're no surprise to us who know God's word. Because they're all described in God's word as signs that Jesus Christ is coming again soon. And we need to be encouraged with that news when we're going through difficult times. So, folks, Maranatha, Jesus Christ is coming again soon. Even so, Lord, come quickly. Now, some people say, Pastor, I didn't come to hear about the bad news today. I wanted to have my ears tickled. I understand that. But I think that we, as a church family, need to be Looking at God's Word to prepare us for the realities that we all face. Amen? Verse 23, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. God's grace is always with us. Paul was saying, I just wish a special blessing upon you. And then he concludes his letter with verse 24, My love to all of you in Christ Jesus. Now, this has been a very difficult letter to write. There were many issues and sins that he had to address and confront in the church. Um, It's it's not easy being a a true pastor. Um, There are churches that grieve the heart of, of a true pastor. Uh, and a pastor is grieved when he sees people leave the church, or even worse, leave leave the faith. And even though he's meticulous and gracious in exercising biblical authority, he's often ignored and ridiculed. And yet, despite all of these things that the apostle Paul had to deal with from this church that he had established in Corinth, he still really, truly loved this church family in spite of all of their problems in spite of all of their disrespect he loved them he said I want you to experience God's very best in your life and that's the heart of a true pastor this letter from Pastor Paul to the church he founded in Corinth and folks
0: we have now concluded this study of 1 Corinthians and what a study it has been what a journey We trust you've been encouraged along the way. We mentioned this yesterday. I'd like to reaffirm that mention. If there are any parts of 1 Corinthians that you may have missed along the way as we've journeyed through this amazing epistle, you can visit them online at highlands.us. A great place to go to learn a little bit more about Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno, Pastor Leighton Sheely, and the ministry of Study Verse by Verse, as well as pick up on messages you may have missed or re-listen to those that you were encouraged by. Highlands.us. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back on Monday for another study verse by verse.